Jacqueline, welcome. Oh, thank you. I haven't put my cans on. Yeah, check your cans on if you want. I use them just in case it feeds back. Um, Oh, don't want that to happen. Welcome to my pod. Thank you. um, We talk about whatever you want, so. I know. Last time we had a really good discussion at the Bergie. We were talking about anxiety and all this weird shit and all this darkness. But uh, I said to you in conclusion, I think it's a good thing because every time I feel really sad and that everything like i'm feeling so much pressure i usually kind of create something like a new joke comes a few weeks later or something Mm. like that so i think it's a good thing um you can't be i don't know what do you think well no no no. do you remember the advice you gave me though because i thought it was really interesting what did i say you said um take some uh, take some mushrooms and (laughs) go for a walk and forgive yourself yeah. And when you said that, I almost just started tearing up. I'm fairly emotional and fragile as it is. But like, I'm like, I do need to forgive myself. But I don't know how. Because everyone's like, give yourself a break. Give yourself a break. But no one's saying like when and for how long. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> I don't want to be too kind to myself because then I wouldn't get out of bed. Yeah. It's a, I'm so unmonitored. My issue is single, live by myself. I work freelance. So, you know, I have a whole day free. And it's too much time. And you think by having too much time, your mind just races and you go over issues and points and blah, 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 and it compounds. Well, it's just like, um, you know, I have things to do, but I could do them now or I could do them tomorrow or I could do them in two weeks. Like it's, it's very hard to sort of prioritize things and I work very well to deadlines, but I'm like, oh, I should get that thing. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'll do it tomorrow. I don't know. Like it just doesn't, I need to fill my life with more shit. Mm. I mean, good things, not shit, but like, yeah, I, I don't know. I went to Chemist Warehouse. <laughs> that was a day. Is that what you did today? <laughs> yep. Went to, um, went to Soraka's, got some uh, groceries. Oh, in Northcote. Yeah, yeah. It's very good, that place. So cheap. Uh, it, you sound like my mum. She takes mm. the bus to go there from Coburg because she reckons it's the cheapest place. It is. Yeah. And I reckon it's good quality. Very good. But, um... Yeah, just I think having a fridge full of edgies helps. Yeah. What do you get from there? Because I forgot you're a wog as well. So do you buy woggy food like oils and uh, fish? and? No, I just um, I go to the veggie place and just get all that stuff and I get chicken or fish. I don't really go into the canned area because even though I'm th- I say half, but I'm three quarters Maltese, I, I have three Maltese grandparents and I have the one fucking Anglo. Mm. And because of her, I've got like um, shitty skin <laughs> and it's so annoying. So I, I, I try and I, like all these elimination diets because histamines will set me off. And you're like, oh, what about salicylates? You don't even have to know what that is. It's like yeah. a plant chemical, kind of like salicylic acid, and which is in most things. And then I wasn't eating that. And then I just was really anxious about food. And then I was just having like just kale and then like went insane. Dropped five kilos and I'm already quite small. <laughs> so yeah. People are like, you look great. I'm like, fucking miserable. What happens to your skin? Does it just... Oh, it, it's a, it's rosacea. So it's like basically a um, a chronic inflammatory skin disorder. Yeah. Um, and it uh, flares up when I'm stressed. Right. So, you know, d- don't be stressed. All right, mate. Um, and it's like an overactive innate immune system. So it's kind of like an autoimmune um, disease. Uh, but it's something that'll, yeah, just... It can't be cured, but it can be managed. And little things like I have to always wear sunscreen, hats and stuff. Things will irritate it. It might be food as well. It might be this. And I, it's just, it's exhausting. And everyone's like, it's not that bad. And I'm like, it changes all the time. And it bothers me because it's actually really hot and sore. 
So it's, yeah. It sucks because you're three quarters wog and yes. you'd think you could sit around on a Maltese beach <laughs> like I did for one whole yeah. summer and just go oh. brown. Mm-hmm. But but I can. But then when I'm in a, um, a moment of flare up, which is like this, I have to hide from the sun in general. Right. Okay. Is it mm. is it a food that triggers you or it, oh. did doctors actually confirm it's a stress? Do- doctors don't confirm anything. And they then haven't got a clue? This is where... It makes me because remember it's it's um stress is definitely my trigger, um, but whilst you've got you've got it you're inflamed so foods are going to set you off too, but because it's already stressed because you you like your immune system's really fucked, um, hmm. and uh, and so then I went to this like functional medicine woo woo man, <laughs> six hundred bucks for the first month. 400 bucks for every month after that. Every test he wanted to do was also about 400 bucks. And guess what? It always took about three or four weeks. You would have to pay for the next month. And you know what that made me do? Stress. Stress. So stress. Back to the fucking mystery. And he didn't know what was going on. That's the thing. He was just like, this is good for general health. This is good for stress. And I'm like, I've got an autoimmune disease, you fuck. Um, so they went back to the dermatologist where she doesn't even believe in gut health. You know what I mean? So it's like you're getting different ends of the spectrum where just take the um, this medication and the other end is just like if you're not drinking filtered water, you're a fuckwit. <laughs> yeah, right. I've heard that. Yeah. I've got no idea. Should I be drinking filtered water? I don't know, but then you just go insane. Because I've lived in other places around the world and their water's horrific. Our water's pretty good, I've heard. I've heard it's really good too. But, you know, people are like, if you're not eating organic, you may as well just be eating dirt. It's like, what? Hmm. Like, and then I'm just had so much anxiety over food that I was like retreating from social stuff and I wasn't going out. And, um, that made me more stressed. It was just, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit shit. I find stress to be fascinating because it's something that you bring into your body, into your system, which is intangible that you subscribe, you give it value. Absolutely. Yeah. And I find it, that's why I said to you that day. I really do genuinely take mushrooms once or twice a year only. And it has this ability to just take that stress and somehow I can bin it. I really can genuinely bin it. And I feel so much free afterwards, incredibly light, because I realize this base level that it doesn't matter. It really just doesn't Mm. matter. Not so far as a nihilistic approach. Right? Yeah, yeah. But it genuinely doesn't matter what happens because we're all going to go, right? I can't wait. Fuck, <laughs> see ya. Can't wait. Jump in the I, ocean. It sounds so fucking dark. <laughs> um, and then I also add in a teaspoon of perspective, which helps me as well. <laughs> Sugar. Yeah. So perspective helps me heaps. Like, you know, it, ca- it could be a lot worse. Like, for example, I say things to myself, you could still be in the open mic circuit not getting paid at all for your craft. So, mm. yeah, because I stress about stand-up. I don't know what you stress about. I stress about everything. <laughs> everything. You yeah. are a wog. I love oh, it. Oh, <laughs> mate. I have the worst mental health, I reckon. <laughs> Especially the men. But, yeah, so what are your stresses? Because that, that has a, a part of it as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my stress, I think, is it's... Uh, yeah, I need to write faster. I need to create more. And um, I have this, uh, I'm working on it right now as I speak. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but I haven't really uh, 
um, put out a lot of shows because I suffered deep anxiety before a show. Mm. And I, I'm, I've been it through the years, so I won't go through with it. But now I'm forcing myself to do a pod and do all this shit to, uh, either, you know, publish or perish. And when I take mushrooms, it helps me realize it doesn't matter, man. No one's going to give a shit at the end of the day. They really won't. They might, some people might call you a fucking idiot, but fuck mm. them. Really, it just doesn't matter. Oh, absolutely. And I can really get to this place where I actually absorb and appreciate and value it doesn't fucking matter. And yeah. mushrooms helps me get to that level and I just let it all go, man. And it's just easy. And I end up by taking a walk. <laughs> Love a walk. I take a few photos of uh, the graffiti in Brunswick, which I did last mushroom session. And um, I saw that you're a photographer as well. I do, you, I do a little. You fucked around with it. I, so, fucked, I fucked it. You <laughs> fucked it. So that's, yeah, that's it. what I do. But, no, but have, you, have you gone him. through other approaches to beat stress rather than... That $600 man? Well, that wasn't stress. That was, well, yeah, because he was trying to get to the root cause, but it was like I was already stressed out. No, I had an actual reason. Like, I have a $2,000 gas hot water bill, and my real estate agent was being a fucking asshole, wasn't doing his job, and then I was trying to talk to Origin, and then going, oh, he's got it. I'll CC him in, my real estate agent. But then he, then I'm like, hey, can you please get um, talk to Origin? And then he wasn't doing it. I was going to have to move out, and it was just like that is what happened. Right. Like, so it, that's what it came from. And now that it's flared up, it's, it's crazy. So that was How did you get a $2,000 gas bill? Still don't know. Do you but live alone? Least, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just run the taps. Yeah. <laughs> like my neighbor, she also lives by herself, um, $200 bill. So it's it now being officially investigated, thank God, by the ombudsman. Yeah. But it was just so insane. Did you have to pay it? No, no, yeah. no, no. I yeah. chose to pay two because you have to pay a portion of it for the ombudsman to investigate. Sure. And then I was going to have to take, I thought that I was going to have to take the real estate agent to VCAT. So I was looking into that and it was also Christmas and I was working on stuff and everything and it was just a lot. And Christmas is pretty sad for me anyway, because I'm like being single sucks in general, but like Christmas is like, oh, guess what you don't have? You're like, oh, anything? Uh, so like it was all a bit much. Um, but the stress thing, I also have that thing. I say said it in a, uh, most of my shows and sets, like, Man, nothing matters. All we have is now. And I meditate. Would you fucking believe it? Imagine if I didn't. And mm-hmm. I stretch and I exercise. Like I'm quite fit and healthy, but it's still, that's why I get to the point where I'm like, oh no, I think just I'm doing everything I can and I eat well and I sleep well and I make sure I do a meditation before bed. But I think my brain's just a bit bung. I think it's on the fritz and I need some sort of intervention because it's a bit beyond have a deep breath. Like, and that anxiety, because I go from like, I want to do heaps of stuff and I'm really good at stuff. And then I hold myself back. It sounds like your mind is, uh, the way you're just describing your mind now, I've seen you on stage like that. And I think on stage, it works to your advantage Yes, because you're just fast. You're moving quick. You go left, right. You're one of those comics that you don't know what you're going to say next. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, so you ju- it just sounds like you have to, yeah, meditation might be good because it's a way to gear down and just get that brain down into first gear so you can chill and then ramp it back up for a gig. No, but the thing is, I'm on stage. You're always like this. No, no, no but yeah, on stage is great. I- I'm, yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. I-, I have this new line. Again, I have to be, like my therapist just laughs every time we have a session because she's like, you're very funny. It's well, very fucking good. charge her. It's very good. Yeah, she would. Uh, no, it's free, thank God. Or oh, else I don't good. know if I'd be here. I had some rough times. But um, uh, she's like, I said to her, comedy's easy. Leaving the house is hard. Like being on stage, doing that. 
but it's getting to the stage. It's asking for the gigs. It's booking in something. Like I'm only really good with festivals because I have to book it in. If not, I'm like, no, who the fuck would want to see me? Like I have self-confidence, but I don't have, um, uh, like I have self-belief, but what's that, um, in self-importance, you know, the difference. Yeah. So I think I'm funny, but I'm like, that person's probably funnier as well. I don't care. Rather than pick me, pick me. Sure. So I, I, I just, I don't know. And I'm, I feel like I'm constantly pleading with myself. I'm like, come on, mate, just ask for a gig or come on, just book, just book in some flights to Sydney. And I'm like, oh, nah, I don't know when I could. And because I have all this time and then I'm like, oh, maybe I should just ask the, hit the room runners up first or then do a thing. And they just decide, and I'm just, it's like, oh, too much. Got to have a nap. (laughs) (laughs) But I was a lot better before COVID. I need to add. Yeah. A lot better before COVID. So a lot of this is COVID related. Nothing fucking matters. Everything was taken away. And then I don't have like a partner. I'm 36 year old woman. Like I don't have a partner. I don't have kids. Don't have a pet. So I'm like, what do I have? Or, you know, I enjoy my comedy, but like, the, you know, the career is not at a level where I'm like, oh, look at this. So I'm like, what the fuck do I have? Are you I saying it in arms. terms of like a self-worth thing? Like Not a self-worth, but I just think. Like what do like, I. Uh, you know, for order to sort of sacrifice that. I don't have much to show for it, but then yeah, you can say, yeah. what's your idea of success? What's, you know, who are we as people? Because I'm not saying famous people or rich people are happy because most of the time we know they're not. Yeah. But I'm like, it just, like when I see someone else doing well, I'm like, fuck yeah, go them. But I'm like, mate, why aren't you, you could do that. Mm. But I, yeah, I don't. I just sit at home quietly. <laughs> have I some s- oats. I sometimes feel that could be a trap, though, if you listen to that voice. Like, what, you know, like, that voice comes in my head as well because I'm single, I don't have a family, and if I go down that path, I kind of, you know, you can get caught out and feel shit. Oh, I'm, I feel shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fucking here to say I don't. But no, no, but the other voice that came in, oh, there's, there's a many a voice. It's funny. Like, my show's going to be really good. Yeah. But, like, the offstage... Is the tricky one, but that's just not um, your fucking path yet. Who knows what your path will be? You might, meet, you know what I mean. Like in two years' time, you might yeah. have fucking three kids and a partner, and you'd be like, no. "Fuck, I want to be single again." Oh, Fuck this. Absolutely. Like, um, it, but yeah, I, I just, but I have that pleading voice that's just like, "Mate, be present. All we have is now. You know, past has happened, future hasn't happened yet." Like, I, you know, I listen to a, lo- I put a lot of positive shit into my brain. I don't drink as much as I used to. I don't even smoke anymore. <laughs> I'm like, that's the thing. I, th- I feel like, yeah, I need to forgive myself and stop feeling sorry for myself. It's really fucking hard. Like, it's it's bizarre. Like, it's, so, yeah, I think my brain's just a bit long. I was saying to you before when I <laughs> did half the podcast, just when you walked in, because <laughs> Johnny goes, how are you? I'm like, oh, well, fuck, what do you want to, oh, like... <laughs> Yeah. Good, thanks for asking. That's what you have to say. Never say how you feel. Your feelings make people fucking awkward. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so how do yeah. you genuinely feel like when you were coming up the stairs? Like just. Oh, no, no, but I had this to go to. So I'm very happy. Like literally very happy to be here. When I finally book in stuff to see my friends, very happy. Like I saw my sister's got a little bub. Um, she's almost one. And then, um, you know, I'll sit, just be with her and I'm fine. It doesn't take a lot to make me happy, but it's that overactive brain beforehand. Like, yeah, so I can do heaps of stuff, but it just seems, I'm, I'm noticing now it's a lot harder to, it's just so hard. I don't mm. think everything's meant to be that hard. So I think I need to get my, my brain boofed. What does boofed mean? <laughs> because someone's got to boof it. 
what does buff mean? Come on, man, buffing. No, I don't know. Like, it needs to. I, I, it's a cool way to say I, I probably need medication. <laughs> <laughs> but I also don't want it. But it also could actually. But you don't have to be on it for a while. But just to take the edge off. What normally, sort of medication would you go on? Have you Googled it? Because I'd be scared of taking... You can't just Google medication. You I have don't know. To, no, I'm going to a psychiatrist to assess the brain. Yeah. To say... Because a lot of people say that I have ADHD, and I certainly do present to someone who does. Um, and that's where everything else could be... But it could just be anxiety. It could just be this. could just be that. Because um, a lot of people, they're fine, but they also drink heaps and like smoke weed and power to them. But I don't even do any of that. So I'm like, I'm just... Full raw dog. Are you are you worried that if you be, get prescribed a medication, it's going to affect your stagecraft? Um, no, I, I think I know enough people that say no. Nah, that's not. It's all good. I know uh, Billy Styles. It's open. I'm not like he, he takes Dexies. Um, oh, so he's but, got ADHD. Yeah, yeah, and it's helped him on stage. Yes. Well, that's that's exactly right. So I'm hoping that helps me. But then I'm like, well, that's an. But upper. do you need help on stage? You don't need help on stage. Oh no, I'd like to be. No, 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 not so much on stage, but I think it might. I don't know. I've only taken them recre- recreationally, and that's just so I can couldn't afford coke, and then I, <laughs> I was just drinking apes. It's just like the oh, Aldi. Is that the Aldi version of coke? Is it Dexys? Yeah, because you can get it for like five bucks a pop. Yeah, yeah. But I think so. But then I have this thing where I'm like, um, like my dad's on antidepressants, and he said to me because he got on them late, and he's like, Jack, I I wish I had these thirty years ago. Mm. And um, I use the example of, uh, do you wear glasses? I saw contact lenses in the... Yeah, I wear glasses. Yeah. Uh, I do my research. <laughs> I look through your shit. <laughs> um, uh, uh, before I knew that I needed glasses, yeah. I just thought everything looked the way it did. Yeah. And then I fucking remember when I went in and I put my glasses on, the prescription, in the shop, and I'm like, holy shit, this is what things are supposed to look like. And that's a great analogy. That, yeah, right. and I'm hoping, and I know it's not a miracle. I know it takes a long time, and some people don't get, you know, um, better or whatever, and you don't get the right one straight away. But a lot of people have said that's what's happened to them, and I'm like, I may as well just try them. You don't have to be on them for long, and I could just like low dose. But it's just like, oh, I just, or I could take up smoking weed. It seems to do the same. Thing. No, don't do weed. No. <laughs> no, I don't want it. It makes me sleepy. And it makes me dumb. Mm. That's and not hungry. Right. And I, yeah, I I don't want to. Just eat your way up and not write anything. Don't want to eat my it's, way up. Yeah, it's a, it's a horrible uh, hole to be in. God. Um, all right, so you go to the psychiatrist coming up and you just tell them, yeah. I want something that's going to... No, no, I, I don't say I want something. I just say... Here I am. Yeah, I'm like, here I am. Do You know, you've got a million degrees. Yeah. Do your thing. Okay. What do, what do you reckon? Here's this. What do you reckon? Am I all right? Because if I had that, because that comes from the forgiveness thing that you said to me. Yeah. If they said, oh, mate, yeah, you're severely fucked, like in a good way, like as in like, oh, yeah, you've definitely got, that's a lot harder for you to process things because of X, Y, Z. You've got this, that, and the other, and you're so, your brain's so amazing. We're going to, you know, give you a medal and the people are going to study you. <laughs> no, but if I had that, I would have more self-compassion to be like, oh, I'm not a fucking idiot. I actually have an illness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Rather than like, you know, I'm not lazy, I'm depressed. Or like, because, yeah, it's hard when you have like immigrant, you know, wog parents. And, you know, mum had several jobs with us kids, with three of us kids growing up. And she's just working heaps. And like, even in lockdown, she goes, oh, what exciting things have you been doing this week? Yeah. 
I'm like, what, I'm not topping myself? Is that exciting? Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, and what have you been up to, mum? You just deflect. And she's like, oh, yeah, I've done this, 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 this. That. You know, she's made seven cakes. She was making um, croissants for some reason. Uh, you know, chopped down a tree. She's washed the whole house. She's, yep. you know, done a million things. And she just goes, 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 goes. Does she get in your ear? Is she passive aggressive about what you're doing? With your, only because my mum is. Mm. Passive aggressive in terms of, oh, you know, you could have been, you could have done so much more and blah, blah, blah. So I don't let, she doesn't get to me. Yeah, but, but that, that sucks. No, the opposite is true because both my parents worked in jobs they hated to raise us kids. So they've always been very encouraging. That's good. They're very encouraging. They're very loving. They just don't have emotional intelligence much uh, skills mm. so they try and help you know what do, what do you want what do you want more money <laughs> and like i know i've got money i don't need money like i don't have much money but yeah. money's not an issue um and it's got to the point where i'm actually not talking to them right now just not like nothing it's more just i need to focus on me i just haven't got the energy i feel like it's a lot of energy to make them feel better yeah about me like i have to be happy to make them not worry yeah and i don't have the energy to do that and they're just kind of, what's wrong with you? Snap out. You know, like sort of thing. Like but even though dad's on it. Yeah. It's, they, they can't give me what they need and it just makes it awkward for both of us. Absolutely. Once, yeah. yeah. I know that. So you pull away for a bit. Yeah. Just, it's just, safer for your mental health. Yeah. Putting the oxygen mask on yourself sort of thing. Yeah. Can't pour from an empty cup. No. And then I feel guilt, what guilt, what guilt, what guilt. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just, I don't know. It's tricky. No, I kind of feel like nothing was ever expected of me anyway. And they, I think that, yeah, they are really proud that I'm doing something that I, I love. And also I have a, the freelance job. I'm like a graphics operator at Channel 9. And also I started work at the ABC and I've um, like, yeah, so I'm very lucky to have that job because it's freelance. And when I do um, get work, you know, it's two weeks at a time or um, Sunday footy shows coming up. So once a week, so it's, it's well paid. So I do have that money coming in. And I'm not, I'm used to having not much money. So I'm very good at living within my means, which a lot of people are not. Mm. Cause they're like, how do you survive? Cause I only earn like 30 grand. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Money's mm. never been important to me. Mm. It's not about, most people are motivated by money. I'm not, I just want to do, I think it's all the soul searching I'm doing without the mushrooms. But I think I just want to, I just want to be consistently doing good work and having opportunities and getting, you know, good gigs and being at a, um, yeah, just just doing it. Like I'd also like yeah, have a podcast or something, or wor think, working on stuff, working on good stuff. I agree with that. I, I find a lot of comedians aren't in it for the money because there's only there's only so many that could go through our Melbourne winters doing open mic every night <laughs> for no money, just yeah. waiting around for two three hours to get on stage for five minutes to perform in front of hardly anyone. You're not doing it for no. the pursuit of money. There's easier ways to make money. Um, but that's a good approach. I mean, mm. I just love it too. I love laughing. <laughs> what a dumb thing! But you know, they're just the fucking best. Like laugh, making people laugh. Love yeah. laughing, making people laugh. I love entertaining. Do you love hearing I the love laugh, it. or do you love creating the wit, or it both, or what is it? Like for me, I think it's the drug of hearing people crack up. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the fact that you can make people happy, essentially. Like, I think that's where I came from. Like, I had, I'm also trying to write this bit, and it just, it's coming out as real bitter. <laughs> but, you know, it, it starts as something and then it evolves. But, um, yeah, trying not to think about, and it's not about, 
all the the young up and comers that I feel like really racing past me because you know good luck to them they they're good at social media and they know they 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 have self importance but good on them. <laughs> I've got horse but, blinkers for that. Yeah yeah yeah. Well, I, I had to. Like, Otherwise, you'll do your head in. Oh no no absolutely no no but the, the bit is from that it's kind of like there are a lot of people saying because also there are some extremely fucking talented young people out there and that are getting the thing and I'm like of course that person's amazing like mm. she's brilliant. You know, like I'm never jealous of that because I'm like fair cop. But it's the ones that are like this. They're kind of like, yeah, no one, no one ever told me I was funny growing up. I'm like, I wonder why that is. And they're getting, <laughs> you know, published in the Age, and they're kind of just like, oh yeah, I've never really been funny. I just thought I'd give it a go for some fun. I'm like, you know why I'm funny? I had a fucking sad dad. I'd try and make dad laugh, or else we'd have to do the dishes. You know, so it's kind of like comedy growing up as a defense mechanism. Yeah. So that's kind of why it's funny. It's kind of like. That superpower, you can kind of make someone laugh. Yeah. And you're like, I'll make it better. Um, Was that the real reason as well with your father? I'd I'd say so. Yeah. So funny. uh, Because mine is very similar. Like, dad worked in a factory, a Greek guy, about 12 hours a day, six days a week. And he was just so horribly just dark around the house. So I tried to cheer him up because he was hardly around. So when he Mm. was there, I tried to just make him spark a bit just try and start him and uh yeah so you were the same yeah i kind of feel like i was something because i'm the youngest of three and uh it's like something's going on wheel out jacqueline then i'm like just being a fucking idiot and then now at 36 i'm like i'm not just your plaything (laughs) not just you know (laughs) you're here for comic relief even though that's the career i've chosen but i'm not just that but i uh, think mm. If, if I think what I realized was, yeah, uh, my parents weren't around because they worked in factories a lot. So when they were around, I tried to make them laugh to um, mitigate feelings of abandonment. Because when they'd leave for the factory, I'd feel abandoned again. I was all alone watching Channel 2 as a kid. Uh, I don't know. We didn't have babysitters. It was a different world back then. No Me? robbers back then. I don't know. No, us either. Like our parents would... Um Live, uh, they would work in the city and we were out in the suburbs. So parents wouldn't be home till 7.30. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. We same. walked to primary school and back. Yeah. And it was, yeah, we were just alone. So we never, and we never really, when mum and dad came home, they were just, <laughs> you're now my therapist. Um, <laughs> they just watched the 7.30 report and dad would just be yelling. You know, oh, you fucking bastard. You know, politicians <laughs> yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Not at us, but sometimes at us. <laughs> and, he, you know, um, God forbid his footy team would, like lose uh and then we didn't have dinner at the table when you people were like oh how was your day how are you how yeah. are you feeling it wasn't about you it was about your poor parents are working hard for you you schmuck so you may know i'm jewish now um you know you've got to make them happy you've got to make everyone else happy you've got to make everyone happy yeah and now i'm like i don't think i'm happy <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's and fucking crazy it but just, it's funny <laughs> was it you and your sister uh, yeah, um, brother's the eldest, and then my sister's the middle, and then I'm the baby. Okay. And you all went through similar experiences at home? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I wonder if it's a wog thing. I don't know. I, don't I think know. every ethnicity, ethnicity has their um, their thing. I just felt like it was, hey, look, we're covering the mortgage, we're paying the bills, there's food on the table, we expect you to get educated and just shut the fuck up when we come home because we're tired. Yeah. We're exhausted. Mm. And so if I could make them laugh, I felt like I got through their rules and opened them up. Yeah. Did you all, did that make you feel 
needed and like you useful and have yeah. a purpose. Well, useful and purposeful, absolutely. Mm. And then it would, like I said to you, take away the feelings of abandonment. Yeah, because I have. And that. then I wanted to pursue that more and more because yeah. my brother was older, and when he let me hang out with him and his older mates, he was like, "You want to fucking interrupt? It better be good." Yeah, make it, it count. Fuck. Yeah, so I was. My brother was my editing department. So he made me edit words because if I interrupted with a long-winded tail, I'd mm. get a corker, which is a knuckle punch oh, on mate. the thigh. Yeah. Um, I'm so, familiar. Yeah. I fucking... Did you get belted by your siblings? Did you give a belting or copper belting? I was more of a receiver. We got a shubber. We a got shubber? Like, yeah. What's a, a shubber? A smack. You get a shubber and then the mooch mooch. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> You get the mooch mooch. Mooch mooch sounds gross. It sounds like something your uncle did, and cops need to speak yeah. to him. <laughs> That's weird. Um, mooch, no, mooch. it's like it's kind of like a burn. Oh, like when we they call use... them uh, Chinese burns. Yeah, I don't know which why. You probably can't a... say that now. No, I don't think it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but... where you twist the wrist like mm. like you're wringing out a towel. Yeah, it was bad. But then yeah, we got, mum mum used to smack us and hit us with stuff, um, but not too bad. It was, no. just, it was more yelled at, which was bad. And yeah, the um. The, the purposeful thing is something for me as well. Like, uh, and then sometimes I feel like a burden, you know, it's like, oh, it's not about me. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry that I'm here. Like real apologetic for my existence. I'm like, is this all right? When oh, do you I'm feel sorry. that? Oh, I think it's from childhood. People like, you know, parents are like, like tired and stuff coming home. And then I, um, so from that, it's like, it's not about you. It's not about you. That sort of stuff. So in fact, oh. And is that carried know, over um, now into... Does that pop up every now and then in your... Yeah, 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 it right. has. And then I um, I was always sick as a kid as well, like eczema, asthma. And then when I was six, I had like a stomach ache. And I'm like, mum, my stomach really hurts. And because poor mum, like she'd be taking me to doctors all the time, specialists, so much money. I just feel so guilty. Um, like I never fucking asked to be born. But Do then you really feel guilty about that? But I you can't help everything. what cards you got dealt. No, no, but this is so I just kept complaining my stomach and mum's like, You're okay, like you know, just well, take your a stomach panadol. was fucking hurting, right? No, yes. And then it continued to hurt to the point where she's like, All right, I'll take you to the doctor. Turns out it was acute appendicitis and I almost died. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, so why do you feel guilty, you fucking idiot? Because I feel guilty that I upset my mum. Do you know, I'm so aware but of how it, my it actions affected others. Oh, so not you know because I mean? of a just cause, but just for the fact that you gave her that pain. Yeah. That I, her daughter I, had appendicitis. I feel bad that, yeah, that she was upset because of me, that I upset her, that I did something, even though I didn't do anything wrong. But you wrong. can't possibly... No, I know, but I just feel bad. But I'm like, oh, whoops, whoopsies. Can't you disown that? Can't you go, look, that's not me. I don't, this doesn't belong mm. in this file. Get it out. That's um, not yeah, you. and what you were saying about how you can just let that go and let it drop it, and yeah, it, I, fucking I, I can. can think it, but I can't yet feel it. Sometimes I can, like when I'm in a better mindset, and I, I'm not as rashy and itchy, <laughs> I'm not constantly hot. Um, I yeah, I'm because I think also it's like I've got inflammation right now. I think my brain's just inflamed. That's totally a thing. Fucking hell, <laughs> I'm having organic flaxseed oil. I don't know. Um, but uh. Yeah, I can think it and I write it out. Like, I, you know, have, I have affirmations. Like, I'm doing all this wanky stuff. Other people would just be like, give me seven pills. Who gives a shit? I don't know. You better be but careful. Like, Whatever the psychiatrist prescribes, be careful because, like, I love the way you're, like, your brain just jumps from topic to topic. I see it on stage. You don't want to fucking lose that. No, no, no. But also, I don't want to lose myself because I get no, too down. No, fuck it. It's all about getting a Netflix special. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Get that killer hour. <laughs> 
No, I meant she's I'm falling gonna, apart off stage. No, kill for an hour. No, I no, I didn't mean falling apart. I just mean killing myself. So I'm like, oh, uh oh, because I'm I'm going down. Because I've never had, I've never felt down before. I've always oh, do you been go, up. Do you go that? Not only to pry, recently. But you, oh, only you get, re- that's what I'm telling you. Only recently have I been like, down, down. Like I, I, I'm just like, I don't know why I'm, I, I could easily not be here. Are you serious? Yeah, it's crazy because I'm in here going, mate, what's that about? And I'm like. And I'm like, come on, come on. Like I'm coaxing like a little bunny out from under the tree. Like, come on, come on. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. And I'm like, hey, hey, we got to write today. And I'm like, Ugh. and I've never had that before. So that's interesting. <laughs> so what about that? Fuck so, yeah. yeah and I had a, a mate, a well-intended mate say to me, and he didn't mean to, and I'm, I'm not. Because that's, that's probably how it's like, you know, you've got to address that. At least you're addressing that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because that voice you know, mm. what do they say? Your thoughts become action. Or th- thoughts become actions. Actions become your character. Yeah, so. your thoughts are, di- um, your actions are dyed by the colours of your thoughts. Yeah, so uh, the fact that you're like, hey, that's a fucking red alert there. Mm. You're addressing it and now you're doing the right thing. Because it's the feeling, I'm like. But that in itself Ooh. is um, it's very an new. overriding care factor that you have over yourself. So yeah. you do have this wonderful, nurturing, caring Mm. Like you say, ah, oh, I don't fucking care. But the fact that you're doing something about it is an overall yep. umbrella caring. So you are a caring, positive person about yourself, trying to look in, out for the best interests of yourself. Yeah, and also because I don't want it to get so far that it, anyone has it has to bother anyone. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm like, uh oh, because I don't have like I live by myself. Again, I'm not. I'm I'm working a few few days over the next couple weeks, or whatever. Um. But like sometimes I have nothing. I'll say nothing to do. But I'm writing a show. I'm doing all the admin for it. I'm doing all the marketing. I'm. I'm I am. You know, because it's always working. Right? Yeah. It's hard when you say, "Oh, I'm not working today." But I'm, oh, fuck, I'm. I'm working. I'm doing my craft. I'm creating stuff. But um, yeah, I have so much time to think that I'm like. Sometimes I don't feel like getting up, and I could easily stay in bed all day, but I don't, because then I just stay in bed all day. I don't have someone coming in. I don't have people. I have people checking on me, like you know, good mates. But most of them, they they don't. And if you tell most people how you feel, it just worries them. So I just I just have me, you know. And I'm like, come on, we're gonna do this. It's like it's like you know, looking for, looking after a sick kid. I'm like, come on, off we pop. Good night. Come on. Like it's, it sounds really sad, and it is. <laughs> That's mm. why it's sad. But um. And that makes you get up. Yeah. Well, I have to. Yes. Like it, again, I do everything. I, there's nothing I can't do. But it just takes so long. And people are just like darting. I'm going to go to the shops. I'm going to go to this. I'm going to go and you know buy some new runners today. I'm going to do that. And I'm like, oh, all right. So and then I have to write this big list. I'm like, all right. Maybe I'm going to do this. And maybe I'm going to do that. And then if I have to go somewhere, I have to count backwards. Hey, really? Do you, do you do that? I saw this motivational speaker on YouTube. I can't remember the lady's name, but she said, um, "Don't overthink it. Count back from five. Oh, Mel Robbins. No, no, no. I mean, as in, like, uh, I do a timing Anthony thing. Robbins? No, no, no. Mel, no, Mel Robbins is different. Very different. um, very unfortunate name. But she's great. The five-second rule. And then yeah, so she helped me, like, house. get it. Because I wanted to start waking up at six and going for a swim. Yeah. And she goes, just count back from five. So I did. And then at one, you have to get up. So I just would roll off the mattress full no, of carpet. Absolutely. At one. And if I have places to go, I get there. But when I don't, when it's all up to me, like I'm my own boss, I'm all my coworkers, I decide every single action I have, which sounds fun, but it's not. Because I, it's not you even You don't like, enjoy I, that autonomy? Not when it's just every single decision all the time. I need boundaries. Like I need deadlines and boundaries and stuff. And when they're not hard deadlines, like, you know, dentist or whatever, 
Yeah. I kind of shuffle them around unless I don't. I don't know. I just it just I do everything. It just it's very very hard. Text in if you think uh, I've got depression. <laughs> oh four two four. Um, but uh, yeah, and it's just the repetition of yeah the thoughts and stuff. But they're counting backwards. I mean, like, so I got here at six, and it was a fifteen minute drive. So I give myself. I said, oh, all right. So six minus fifteen, five forty five. But I probably have to, maybe parking's going to be weird, so I add an extra 10 minutes. All right, so I probably want to have a shower at this time. And then I probably want to put some makeup on, maybe. And then um, and then I just count back. That's what I do. Oh, do you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, that's good. I, I feel like I'm wonderfully disciplined. Mm. And I try and be, as wonderfully disciplined I am off stage, I try and be the opposite on stage. I feel like that's right. where I, yeah. So the more disciplined I am, I say to myself, oh, I'm going to really let loose tonight. I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm just going to fucking go for it, especially in open mic. Oh, And I love the freedom of that. But yeah, I I, love that. That's helped me a lot. Um, Planning my days, even making a list the night before of what I need to do for the next day. Yes. Even like the sequence of events that what things that have to happen, like if I've got a flight, um, what I have to do first when I wake up, how I have to pack. Mm. everything no that's great no no awesome yeah me too i have to do that, that. just makes me feel and, so comfortable and have to have my routines and stuff so then and ticking stuff off i have like my daily checklist stuff like um and i go to the gym because i book in the sessions mm. i think if it was one of those like you know free for all gyms where you just rock up whenever i wouldn't be going as often because i'd make an excuse but i have to trap myself into stuff I'm always yeah. have to trick myself like oh i don't think jacqueline will know this oh yeah i'll do that and it's just it's just me but there's many people and the one thing I find, <laughs> the one thing I find that's interesting about us is, um, you can't pin down creativity. You can say you're going to do some writing from 12 to two, but oh. creativity will decide like luck when it will bestow itself upon you. And I love that mm. about the craft. Like I'll sit, I don't sit down and write. I have a whiteboard behind you and I sort of fuck around and I'll write a word down and then I'll go do some dishes or I'll just play some PlayStation because they say creativity happens when you're not doing mm. it anymore. Right? Yeah. When you're allowing it to incubate, when uh, you've got a toasted sandwich on the grill and you're playing a game on PlayStation and um, there's, there's, there's music on and shit's happening and you've also got a couple of words written on the whiteboard. That's how I try and write. Yeah, I think it's like parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system, is it? I, I don't know, know what the fuck but, that means. But yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the different thing. Yeah, you're resting and you're active and reactive or whatever. Is that how Going you write, or do you um, have a session where you go, okay, I'll sit down at twelve, I write on a keyboard, I punch it all out, and then I workshop. It, it all depends. It really, really depends. And the funny thing is, like, I love like writing and writing jokes and stuff, but it's almost a different, what well, is a different style, and sometimes even a different, completely different thing when I'm on stage. I love just to fuck around on stage and say whatever, but then I can actually write something word for word, like perfect, like a really, like it makes sense, but, but the stage me doesn't want to say it. And I, sometimes I don't even know what I'm going to say half the time. I just love talking. So clearly. you'll write a bit of stand up yeah. and you'll like it, but it, you, it's not ready to go on stage because it's not like edited or know. punchy. I think I'm still, uh, or this just, is what? Is I it th- your confidence? No, I think. Maybe it's because I don't like the idea of um, learning shit word for word as well. So like maybe I'm I'm still working it out. Like like I sort of I started like I did 
um, 20 gigs in 2015 and then like a few in 2016, but really sort of took off in 2017. So it's still, you know, a couple, like five or six years I've been doing stand-up. And so I'm just still working it out. And I need to just, I think when you just appreciate that as well, like I'm like, oh, I'm really evolving. I can really see how far I've come, which is really good. Um, I think I'm just better off now that I have more confidence, just talking things through on stage and then writing it afterwards. Mm. Just like, I got to talk about this. I got to think it through. But then I do, sorry, I do that more often in, um, at home. I'll stand up and I'll start talking yeah. to myself yeah. like a really I find that's a lot better. Person. Yeah, because that's what it is. You're saying it. I'm like, oh, that's funny. And I'm, I'm writing. I have so many notes and notebooks. Oh. Um, I just... Yeah, do like you... scribbling everywhere. And then it, it just... Yeah. And then like just shit like converse... that. Just notes all over the floor. Absolutely. And I throw them I, on the carpet so even... I walk over them. Yeah. So I, I can't... Yeah, like if I write something, mm. I'll throw it on the bathroom tiles. So the next morning I'll go, oh, yeah, that fucking joke, as I'm taking a piss. Ah. I go, I've got to work on that. It's like full memento styles. This yeah, is making it, me feel very sane. This is good. Yeah, because I can't escape it. I mean, mm, Husey, the, I learned that yeah. from Dave Hughes. Husey, because uh, I lived, uh, I, when I started stand-up in 2002, I met this guy called CJ Fortuna. Stand-up. Yeah, 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 yeah stand-up. And um, CJ was telling me that, yeah, Husey had a bunch of post-it notes on his wall. Mm. And I'm like, that's what I need. So I went and booked post-it notes of my jokes all over the walls. Yeah. And then my mum said, you need to fucking move out. And then I moved, <laughs> moved out and started doing it here. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, then uh, you can't escape a piece of material and your w- the wiring in your brain will remain inclined to f- find the funny in that. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know. And and it's just and it's sort of there and you're just thinking about it and you can yes, sort of evolve. That's what I'm trying to say. And then just talking just talking to friends and stuff. But um Do you put wireless speakers, uh, wireless earphones in your ears and just start talking in shopping aisles? I do that. Oh yeah. No, so people but people think I, I'm on the phone, but I'm going through stuff. Oh, not in not in public. Just to how it's um, how it would th- sound. Though I, I, I have been doing that in the car. Yeah. And just talking. But only recently. So I should be proud of that. See, what is just not tangible? It's like I'm getting better and I am progressing in this job. But, you know, because comedy so unregulated, it's not like, oh, she's now middle management. She's, you know what I mean? It's hard to tell, like, how you – it's hard sometimes to, yeah, to uh, no, see where you're going sort of thing. Your progress in stand-up comedy is not linear. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah ex- no, exactly. It's not linear. But because so for you, your own personal wins are important. That's what I'm trying to yes, say. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, because you may evolve as a comic and then realize I don't like where I'm going anymore and sacrifice a whole heap of gigs to rewrite and go a different path and create deeper material, more profound material or Mm. less profound material and just focus on more punchier stuff and change. Or you may listen back to a set from a year ago, like I often do and go, oh, that's fucking hack. I'm not doing that joke again. Yeah, yeah. So you throw it out so you've lost time and now you have Mm. to find that time. So it's constantly a... Uh, it's like, not losing. It's I think it's important how you get yeah. there. But then that, that's another thing that that's the the um, self care thing of just appreciating. It's like, mate, you're just on your own journey. You're on your own path. Don't worry about anything else. Because half the time it's like, no, I still want to be me. Like I'm a fuckwit, but I still like who I am, and I I still like my comedy as well. And also, mm. yeah, I'm going through stuff. Going, oh, that was that was terrible. Or oh, I really like this stuff. This is really connecting with people. Yeah. Um, and then just feeling so natural on stage and just comfortable which is good so i've really i i feel that is good but when um 
Yeah, so just overthinking. Too much time to think, I think, is my issue. Yeah, it's you've got to like um, pull the pin. Like I, in terms of overthinking, I would over. I used to overthink bad gigs a lot. They used to really depress me, and uh, it was uh, I think Sarah Millican who said, even if you crush or you die, you should only process a gig up until eleven a.m. the next day, and then throw it in the bin. It's a brand new day and it's a brand new mm. gig coming up. So. I, don't, I don't, bad gigs, I mean, absolutely don't quote me on this, but like they don't bother me that much. No? I, 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 yeah, no, it doesn't really affect me. I think it's funny when, I mean, oh, you were at that, I had an absolute stinker. That was a great one. Um, the West Ale or something oh, with we Limo. All, we all hated yeah, that. that was, the but fuck I, but was it, that gig? But it just made me laugh. It made me, it's so funny because they hate hated me like oh, just they hated it was oh. it was i think you were like i just want to you that like, you were very nice work to walk to my meet me to my car and you're like i want to spit on them <laughs> it was pre-covid pre-covid <laughs> but yeah it makes it no, all right i love if, it that's funny but if i um am not on if i'm not on the ball and i'm not uh doing well and i'm not like you know i'm not i'm not doing well i'll call that a bad gig yeah. but if i'm just being me and they're not into it Fuck them. It doesn't bother me. That's fantastic. That's a yeah. great attitude to have. No, absolutely. I see people that I thought was really confident and stuff, but they just really just know their act. Um, that w- and that they was... get really nervous. I'm like, why are you nervous? Be- yeah, before we leave weird. that gig, yeah, that was a tough gig. They were yeah. not, they did not. That <laughs> sucked. It's like we pulled them in off the street at gunpoint and went, we're doing yeah. a show. You guys can't leave. Even Limo, who's. Oh, yeah. How did he go? No, he said the same thing. He goes, oh. what the fuck was that? And I'm like, man, don't worry about it. We all kind of sucked tonight. Don't worry about it. He's like, yeah. He's like, that was the first and last time they did comedy there. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they were comedy virgins. And, hey, if me, you, Evan, and Limo couldn't <laughs> persuade them that comedy is good, that's cumulatively, like, Fucking yeah. 40 years of stand-up right there. Me and Limo together mm. is 40 years of stand-up comedy. So, fucking, that's half no, it. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. that's when I've become stronger as a comic when I'm like, sometimes it is the crowd. Fuck them. Yeah. So, I don't care. No, again, um, because you know how you are. And if you're like, no, nah, I had like a shitty sleep. I, I just, I forgot my like clothes are. That's you. Mm. That's like, whoopsie doodle, I'll try better. But when they just... Aren't like you're like oh no, <laughs> like, but it, it doesn't bother me because I don't. I do think. You, do you sweat when you're dying? Like oh, I'm, all, I'm always sweating. No, I'm like just a, a sweaty person. My sweat goes up like my forehead starts to bead. I'm a I'm a big mustachio sweater. Um, <laughs> like not even really sweaty under the armpits. It's just right just in there. Just your mo start. You start dripping oh, down. Just my mo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like oh god. Um, but uh, yeah, that doesn't really bother me as much if, if, if I think I've done well but oh um I don't want to oh, this sounds like a defensive thing but I don't really want to be for everyone like you mm. do see the crowds like when people who have made it and they get the fucking run-of-the-mill crowd that watch comedy once a year that's not my idea of making it I want the weird comedy crowd to like me you know I don't yeah. want old mate to like me you shouldn't like me it's fantastic that we live in a time when you don't have to um, get the approval of three television directors in the whole country yes. to put you like you can do what Lewis Spears did and and, and yeah. Chandler and just create their own fucking industries and put on gigs and podcasts and make money. Mm. So fuck them, and, and that's a good thing. So yeah, you can create 
whatever style you want. I, I, I headlined the comics lounge on Saturday and I had three people walk out and yeah, they complained to the owner and said, that's vile. This guy's foul. But you know, it hurt me for, I think it hurt me for a few seconds. And then I'm Mm. like three out of like 450 people. So fuck them. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Back to you. You're not going to win them all. And then I'm like, you're never going to be likable to everyone, man. You're not like a... You're not doing it right, I think, because then you just Captain Smiley Pants. Yeah. You're like, hey, yeah. how's cheese? <laughs> Is that a bit? Is that a, should we build that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, because I, I was thinking of Jamoan, and he's got a great bit about cheese. Does he? Yeah. Oh, he's like, you can only cut... You can cut everything fast except cheese. It only wants <laughs> one, one speed. That's actually really great. Oh, yeah. He's a genius, and everyone loves him, but he's the mm. exception. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not, you know... I think Jamon is a like a one in a million. I mean, fuck, everyone has to be hated. I mean, even Billy Connolly's got haters, which is crazy. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah, I I um put some like stuff on Instagram and always get comments. It's always from the same guy. Like I don't mean literally the same guy, but the same guy. Type. Yeah, same type. Like no followers, a weird non-photograph uh, like avatar, you know, picture, and they just say like not funny. And uh, last one was, comedy is officially dead. <laughs> really? And one guy said, it has to be said. She is just not funny. Really? I'm, I'm like, but does it though? <laughs> do you follow, um, do you read comments? I try not to. Oh, I only have a few. Like, you know, yeah. so you just, you I, have, I have time. I don't have a person to do it for me. Yeah. Um, but I, I, do you know what I do? I delete them straight away. I don't yeah. need it. It's not like I'm doing. You, you don't know, answer back and go. No, because yeah. I don't want to give them the satisfaction. True, true. Of letting them know, especially as a woman, letting them know they got to me as well. Yeah. So I actually just delete it. I'm like, no, you don't, because I don't give a fuck if they don't like me. As if you're scrolling through, um, you know, the phone and whatever app you're on, as if you like everything you see. But do you actually go out of your way to be like, I, I don't like it. And I need you to know that I don't like you. Who gives a fuck? Who yeah. am I? Who are you? Who's <laughs> anyone? Have you ever met a guy that didn't like that you were doing stand-up or anything? Has that, has that ever come up? Or have you met guys that are like, ah, oh, women shouldn't be doing stand-up? Or like, oh, has that oh ever... no, I'd no? punch him in the head. No, yeah. but I, I find it hard to date. <laughs> is, that, does, is that because of stand-up or...? I think so. Um, I don't know. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm just a very fiercely independent, smart woman. And, that's, <laughs> and, and with that powerful scares arms. the shit out of... Yeah. Blokes. Yeah. And if you tell someone, I don't need you, you can leave when well, you the, want, the dickhead they blokes. go. Yeah. Yeah. The pussies. The like pussies. some guy, we walked past an op shop once and there was literally in the window, there was a kitchen sink and I saw him see it and I'm like, oh God, he's going to make a bit. And he's like, hey, look at that. And I'm like, oh, don't do the bit. And he's like, look, hey, look at, look at that. I'm like, no, nah, okay. I'm like, what? And he goes, they got everything in there. I'm like, oh, don't fucking say it. Oh, even the, even the kitchen sink. I'm like, well done. And he goes, is this going to be a thing? Is this going to be a thing when I try and make a joke, you're not going to laugh because you're the funny one? Oh, no. And I'm like, is this going to be a thing that you're going to be a little bitch? <laughs> like, no, what's yeah. going to be a thing is I'm not going to mm. fuck you. That's going to be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> tell him that. Oh, no. He wouldn't fuck me. It's so, I, just have, I wanted the running with the weirdest people. I think it's the same thing. Like I'm always trying to make – I just want to date myself. I'm great. Mm. I try to, everyone kind of uses me to make them happy, these – not everyone, the terrible men that I accidentally gone for without realizing it. And I'm like, what are you giving me? They're just like really draining my energy. 
like little sad boys. I'm like, everyone likes. You. I'm like, oh fucking hell. Oh really? Have you tended to pull those types of men? And that's why I don't anymore. Yeah, right. Because I don't know that. I'm like, oh no, you just. I'm not doing this. I'm like, no, nah, sort it out. Fuck off. Not how you treat me. I've, I and now, but now I'm too that way, where I'm just like, fuck you. <laughs> Well, that's the best way to be. Yeah, hello, my name's Jet. Fuck off. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's difficult. And again, at this age as well, because a lot of um, you know comedy mates, like it's older, and like, oh yeah, don't worry, I've gone. I, I'm at the the weird like, I need to decide if I want to have a baby or not. You know, because oh, then I have right. to freeze my eggs and shit. Like, do I want that? Do I want comedy? Like, I'm just kind of like half doing it life. I don't know anything about that, and mm, it's expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got this heaps of. Yeah, you can store them mm. in a freezer. Yeah. Wow. I mean, not yourself. I think it's got a little bit cheaper now, but I don't want, I would love to share my life with someone and have the possibility of mm. having a family. The, the baby is not the, um, well, the baby would be a bonus. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, oh, I love you so much that I'd want to create another life with you and, yeah. you know, fuck the planet up because it's overpopulated. But <laughs> I'm real happy. Uh, a real bag of laughs. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, I, but some people have that strong feeling they just want to have a baby. Mm. I want the option. That's my thing. Okay, so you didn't have the strong feeling of wanting a baby, no, but you the have r- the feeling of, I wouldn't mind just in case. No, it, no it's it's more the, the partner. But that's a full-time job. And that's what I mean by, ah. like, I'm in that weird place where I'm like, you know, I, I, my comedy career is maybe not going as, as at, at the rate. I mean, let's, let's not say at the level. Let's say at the rate that it, I may have wanted it to. And I'm also not really dating or anything. So like pursuing relationships and that sort of goal is not really doing that. Um, I exercise a lot. <laughs> so I'm fit. Um, yeah. So that's why I feel like I'm just doing a lot of nothing. Yeah. Right. I'm running in circles a bit. Yep. Yeah. So it's expensive to freeze your eggs. Would you have a kid on your own? Like without no, a man? No, no, absolutely not. That's what I'm saying. That's not the oh, goal. Oh, you won't do it? No, no well, okay. I, that, because it, that's the, goal, the baby's not the thing. The baby's not the thing. Right, yeah, I get it. Would, yeah. It would be a relationship. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, let's have a kid. But, you know, you meet someone, you've got to meet, I'd say, at least two, three years before you think about a kid. Yes, of course. That's the thing, isn't it? And, you know, then I'm like, well, hang on, I'm, 30, I'm 37 Oh, so year, maybe it's best to and freeze then I'm them. like. But also, I don't, I don't want to do want that. Oh, well, no, in theory, yes. But then do I want to be an old mum? Is that selfish? Is like, is, is you get that... good material. But what? Yeah, exactly. No, but it's been Fuck done. <laughs> it's been Call done. it material. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I don't know. It's a bit... <laughs> Before the pod, I'm like, know. I don't want to sound like I'm complaining. I think I'm doing a lot of complaining. Nah, just complain. You're a wog. Yeah. Oh, Let yeah. it out. Complaints, complaints. Let it out. Like I said to my mum, I go, how are you, mum? Yeah. I'm like, oh, good. You've got something new to worry about. <laughs> That's all she wants. A new worry. A new worry. Yeah, I try not to. And then I do focus on the good, but then I keep forgetting. But maybe if you worry, if you project worrying, you're expelling it. You're vomiting it out. You're getting rid of it. You're, you're voicing it. You're, it's, out, it's coming out. You're not like, you know, harboring it. Like well, that's why com- locking like, it in. And- that's why comedy is so good because I get to talk about it. Exactly. But I think that's what rosacea is. Like it's my it's my body kind of purging my yeah. stress. It's Fucking like Bleh. get rid of it. Yeah. And I think you keep saying it a few times. You might even get a bit about freezing your eggs. Like, is it? Yeah. It's interesting. Like, if I'm in the audience and I'm like, oh yeah, you went and froze your eggs. Well, what is that? How does that happen? You get some mm. stuff on it. 
Um, yeah. For Stuka had a good show about that actually, because she froze her eggs. I mean, she actually yeah. yeah is doing all that. She wants it. Good on her. Mm. But I'm um no. But it's just a thing I have to think about that I'm like, and a lot of have you noticed a lot of um dudes in stand up that who have partners, their partners are usually very young, a, a, a lot younger than them. Mm. Like you know um almost ten years, and I'm like fuck you, you get everything, you get a supportive, and their partners usually look after them. Yeah, and right. I'm like, well, I'm doing it by myself. So the guys are dating girls that are much younger. Well, I mean, usually they do date a lot younger. And then they're just, um, yeah, so they don't have to think about those things and like, you know. Yeah. But Free ride. Fuck. I don't know. What's it all about? I told you, it's, it's, you, you give it meaning. You give your own life meaning. And for Absolutely. me, I don't know. I love waking up, just playing some music, having a coffee and I hear nothing but my music and my coffee maker. That's it. I don't know. I have a complete bliss. My dream is to buy a yacht when I'm 60 and just like sail around because I don't think I'll be able to get gigs at 60, 65. I think it'll be like... Have your own cruise ship. Get a bit tough. Well, a little, yeah. a little boat, like a yacht, like a 20 grand yacht. Nothing. That's yeah, more than, like better than a house. Yeah, I'm already fucking saving up for it. I just, I really want to do it. And that's I wanna, awesome. Yeah, and I'm like, that's, so that's, that's it for me. That's my meaning. No. I, don't, I think I've missed the boat for family. I know I think about family now and I'm like, I don't know. Life is just so simple and easy, almost like a cat on the couch. It's just cool and chill, man. And I just, I genuinely love it and I don't want to complicate it. But several things happened. I got burnt bad from a past relationship. So that's cauterized my potentiality for any future interest. Yeah, fuck. And the second thing is... Um, there's a lot of friends in my circle that are going through, not a lot, maybe two out of five. Yeah, two out of five that are going through like a really bad breakup that they're in court and like custody of children. Oh, and yeah. it's so dark. I man. have a lot of friends in relationship. I'm like, I don't want your relationship. I, that yes, sucks. I say that so much. Yeah, but then I have a lot of friends where I'm like, fuck yes, you too. Yeah. You're equal. You you know, you, you just, you, you're making each other grow as well. And like, well, that's great. But... Getting back to, um, yeah, that I need to, yeah, appreciate being present and appreciate things more. I also, I wake up and I chuck my music on, I go and do a little stretch and stuff. And then I listen to a French podcast, whatever. Um, and then I do have that time. So that, that is the day. Do you know what I mean? I feel like that's, you know, we're always getting to some, going to somewhere and coming back from somewhere, but I think that's it. When you just appreciate this is what's happening and just try and do that rather than I'm going to do this and that. I'm like, Hey, this is cool. Yeah. Like I'm not doing enough. It's like I've got beautiful plants. I've got, you know, like lovely, like, yeah, my lovely apartment. I've done it all up and it looks really nice. I feel really good in the space. Mm. But then I look at my phone and that's when it all fucks up. <laughs> you look at Instagram and you're like, who the fuck's that? Why well, wasn't asked to do that? I'm great at that. Yeah, that, I've, I hear that from so do? many comics. And I hate, I hate that. I'm like, then I get annoyed at myself for being annoyed. And then I'm fucked. I saw, I sort of, I was the other day, I was, I read Richard Pryor's biography. He was saying how he threw away his license and he threw away his, um, identification. He just wanted to be free. And yeah, it's, I think the modern day equivalent of that is to delete your social media platforms. I know, but that's also what. You can't, I know. But you also can cultivate your own, cause like you were saying, you don't need the, um, that's, people of like the TV and stuff. You can actually, if you put enough effort into it, you make your own audience. That's what it's all about. 
but yeah. And I think it's um, I think it's uh, you have to. What's that? Um, there's a Greek mythology that if you stare at Medusa, you turn into stone, and I think that's what can happen if you scroll through too many other people's profiles yeah. and you see what they're doing it can like seize you up and like make you freak out that everyone is doing this amazing stuff and you're not. So you just yeah. have to like not do that. You have to focus on, all right, I have to do two podcasts this week. I have to do five gigs. I have to cut up two bits from my stand up and post them. And I have to mm. do two pods and cut them up and post them. And then that's it. Put them out into the universe and move on. And then as you get likes or followers, you're like, yay. And be true Absol to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, abs and I know that. Horse then blinkers. Then come out of it. And then, yeah. But because, it's right. When you give yourself that thing. Because you get that. mental anxiety, man. Mm. Like, and you see it in primary school. Like my niece who's in primary school and high school, my nephew, they're just. Oh, I feel so bad for the fuck kids. Fuck yeah. Kids are fucked on social mm. media. They're just, just relentless bullying and nonstop look at you. Look, what have, what's he done? He's, he's getting this. He's getting that. And it just. Yeah, it's it's not it's not good. And also, I remember going to the worst. I mean, hens nights are, and bucks are pretty shit as it as a rule. But I went to a really shitty one where the the hen decided to go to a beer hall, but she didn't even like beer, so it wasn't like a cool fun time. It was like all these bucks parties and then a hens party, and no one was drinking. It's like, oh, I'm dry, and I'm like, this sucks. And I ended up leaving and going out by myself at three in the morning. But on social media, whoever the fuck was there. They posted all these selfies and stuff and other of the hen people. And it looked like, when I looked at it, it looked like the funnest night in the world. Mm. I'm like, I was there. That sucked. So, yeah, you've got to, yeah, you've, you can only, yeah, what's in your control? That's the whole thing. And, like, I can't control this happening, but I can control my reaction to it. Getting all Marcus Aurelius. But, um, yeah. And like yeah. you were saying before, like, life's breezy and stuff. I was like, yeah, I've got a fucking great life. So much freedom. I mean, obviously COVID took it away, so I couldn't appreciate and stuff. And, like, I didn't want to get sick, so I wasn't going out as much as I would. Even to, to a cafe, obviously, it changed. Um, but I'm like, I'm living someone's dream here. Just for me, yeah. I wasn't doing enough. But I'm like, but this is the goal because I've got all this freedom. So just trying to appreciate that. Just, like, accepting what is. That's what you have to get to. That's what you should yeah. tell your uh, psychiatrist. That's what you want, right? But you to enjoy you, what I have. No, no. And you I just also, want to be in that state of mind. But that I that I used to be though, because I used to always, um, you know, read all this. Like I'm big into personal development stuff, but I think COVID has darkened my brain a bit. So like I'm just in a in a place where I need help. But before that, I was fine. So yeah, yeah getting so back to it. You're a big. Um, like you love self-help like you think self-help self books person are good not self-help personal development yeah so not self-help like do you stand by oh them do you think they're a great idea i stand by i like, no no i'm saying like i want to develop and i want to get strategy like anxiety for instance i want to get strategies to get better yeah i want to work out you know i'm overthinking things how do i do that and that five three two one that sort of stuff i yeah i don't give a fuck about tony robbins or anything like all, you know, because everyone, they want to use self-help to win, a, like, to get heaps of money. It's like, I don't want that. Mm. But um, just trying to be the best that you can be, like, you know, I think that's good. Is there an end goal for you? Um, because. To die. <laughs> Fuck, it's just the quiet of death. 
How do you want to die? I want to die uh, on stage. Uh, like Tommy Cooper and Ian Cognito, this British comic, who I knew, actually. Oh, my God. Yeah, he died on stage. The poor cunt. He had a stroke. Fuck. Mm. But it was... Did he get a laugh? Um, yeah. He <laughs> he did. They they thought he was joking because mm. he was that kind of... He's, he's the type oh, no. Of, he was the type of act that would come to a gig with a nail and hammer, smack oh. a nail in the wall and hang his coat on it. And then turn around, pick up the mic and go, right, let's fucking do this. And oh, my God. Mm, it's crazy. So when he had a stroke on stage, people thought, ah, Cogs, you're at it again. Oh, what are you up to now? The man he called Stroke. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, the goal so, for so me. So what's your end goal? Because. Well, see, this is what, again, what COVID took away. I love, as we all do, I love traveling. So every year I work really hard, save up, and then I'd go and have an amazing two weeks somewhere. Yeah, yeah, all over the world. And, whatever. and I used to live in Paris. I lived in Paris for four years in my mm. early 20s. So, like, I just love that. And, again, that was taken away. So you just feel stuck and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and then it just at this age, for me, it becomes a bit harder because all my uh, really close non-comic friends, they're working nine to fives and we just miss each other. Mm. I'm free when they're not, vice versa. Um, then they're going away. And we have gone away together in Airbnbs and it's been awesome. We've done a, some shrooms and stuff. It's been the best. But sometimes, and it's not them because they're amazing. It's definitely me, but they're all couples except for me. So I sometimes feel a bit weird, even though they're not couple Sometimes, I don't know, like I'll just be the third, like in the, I have my own car, but I'm like, I guess I'll come with you. And then I just feel like a kid. Like it's just how I'm featuring it. But not, and not enough, um, not as many single female friends as I'd like just to go out with and, you know, shoot the shit. Because they've all paired off. Yeah, or, and moved, and mm. uh, most of them were overseas and stuff. But um, a huge goal that I've had, I'm like, also really want to do is just drive around France and go to all the chateaus. That's What's it. What's the connection with France? Oh, I don't know. I, I went to live in London like everyone else, and mm. then I met um, a friend of a friend, an Australian who also is from Melbourne, who I met through someone else, who was, and we were all touring with an Argentinian tango dance troupe called, um, what was it, Tango Fire? And then we went to Athens with them. And were we you went dancing as well? I wish. No, they're actually professional um, Argentinian dancers. Okay. But they were going to this company. And then we did that. And then I just ended up in France. And I've got the Maltese passport, so I didn't need to stay. And I stayed for, yeah, almost four years. So no real connection except I just loved it. Yeah. And just um, I should have spent more time outside of Paris. Mm. But, yeah, just go on. Just how good's Europe? It's fucking amazing, yeah. Yeah. And we've got a house in Malta too. But Malta's, Malta's beautiful, but it's boring. Mm. Like I couldn't live there. Malta reminded me of a Greek island. Mm. It, it was insane. Yeah, it was a uh, party town. We, we flew in to do a gig and uh, we gigged for two nights and then we partied at the island. And I remember the island was just uh, like a cliff face. Was it, Ven- excuse me, Veneta or? Valletta. Valletta. Yeah, the, the, the capital. City. Yeah, 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 yeah. we were in city. Valletta doing yeah. two shows. And then that night we partied in Valletta and it was, I was like, wow, this place is so amazing. It's like, a, it's a gorgeous Greek island, but yeah, it's mm. fucking Mediterranean, you dickhead. Yeah. And everyone's just old and everyone's in each other's business. Cause there's only like, you know, 500,000 of uh, Maltese people in Malta. I did, I did crunch the numbers the other day, 700,000 of us throughout the world Yeah, and about 170,000 in Australia, so I just like I'm exotic. Give me more gigs as well. Yeah, with that is was is I wonder sometimes if Malta 
was the Darwin of the of antiquity because it was like a lot of Spanish and Greeks, Italians would fuck off who were being chased or pursued, would flee to Malta to start a new life. Because Malta was like this uh, island where no mm. one really knew where it was, but someone could get you passage there. Yeah, and I think a lot of um, English people live there, a lot of UK people from the UK, because well, yeah, it's a tax. Yeah. yeah. Is it still a colony? No, it's not a colony. It's independent, but it's it's affiliated closely with England and St. George. Yeah. Like, there's this big... I love the saints. love the church. Oh, I love it. I love the festa. Yeah. Which is good. But, um, yeah. So what was your connection to France? You just, I don't know, just France, fucking Paris, because then you could speak the language, right? No, no, I went there, and th- I, like I said, I didn't mean to go there. I just yeah, met just, people. But you wanted to stay and then I there just, and go back. and Yeah, because it was like London or Paris, and I'm like, well, London was just, especially where I was staying, it was just other Aussies and Kiwis. I'm like, mm. this sucks. And so then I, um, I thought, should I just stay here in the dark, gloomy pubs, or should I go to Paris where there's terraces and, you know, another language and a culture? So I decided to go to Paris instead. Mm. Um, and... Yeah, just loved it. Just like it was a tour, like that. That life was fucking bananas. Like I was a tour guide. I was one of those walking tour guides, like two and a half hours. Only worked yeah. for tips. Then we'd all meet up afterwards, and we'd just sit by the sand, and we'd just count our pennies and throw them into the sand, which you shouldn't do. Um, and then just like went and got a baguette, just fucking around. Is that where you developed a knack for uh, thinking on your feet, talking to crowds, developing mm. material? Because I'm assuming the funnier you got, the more likable you were, and the more likable, the more tips. So as yeah, a, yeah, that's how you really absolutely build it your was craft. like you know the the ten thousand hours. Yes. It was definitely that, and I had so many people. Like, whenever I doubt myself, like I remember my therapist asked me once. She goes, "Well." Oh, how do you know you're funny? I'm like, oh, everyone tells me. Like, even I go in, I'm funny. I said this the other day. I'm like, I'm funny in a jeans west, you know? Like, I can't just go and buy jeans. I have to make the person laugh or mm. I have to do a bit and have to like, which Absolutely, is, yeah. yeah, you got it. And then I'm like, nah, I gotcha. Um, but yeah, so many people on that tour, they're just like, you, you're, you've really got something here. And then I, um, I loved it. And then I, when I moved back, I- Did you have to know the history beforehand or were you making it up on the fly? Like, hey, no, this is the Eiffel Tower, blah, blah, blah. No, they um you you have like a little script to follow, and then you just do your own research because it's fascinating. It's so fascinating, and amazing. Oh, it would be. It's gorgeous. But, yeah, but then so people would have it down packed, and they'd do their act, right? They would do their tour. But I, like I do with my stand up, I would change it every day. Awesome. I so, have to. So or else I get that's you, like my stand up. You go bananas. I go yeah. bananas, and so this I'm excited. So give about, me a rendition of the Eiffel Tower. Right? Like that's oh. the Eiffel Tower right there. You talk. This is this is almost like thirteen years ago now, or something. So what would you say? Like two thousand twelve. It was no. Built. It was an antidote about um, like someone married the Eiffel Tower, married to the Eiffel Tower. Gustave Eiffel, and then you tell this heartwarming story about um, during the Nazi occupation in the nineteen forties, there was a guy called Dietrich von Schultzitz, and he was a yeah German soldier, and he saved the city because he said it was too beautiful for it because they had. The Nazis, they had the bombs on the Petit Palais um, just behind you. And here's the Grand Palais. And they had bombs in there. They had bombs up the Eiffel Tower. And they were going to blow the city up. They were going to destroy the city of Paris. Is that true? I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling it. Fuck yeah. But he just couldn't. And at the last minute, he called in and he stopped it. Wow. And he single hand. Like, I don't know. It's a good story. Oh, I love it. Who gives a shit? It's tips. <laughs> yeah, you're building up this. Yeah, you're giving it this romance. And then you just, because it's all, it's, it's all people pleasing. You just want to give them a good time. Shit, yeah. 
And that's what I took through for like, I'm excited about this coming up, my festival show, because I've sort of, again, I've just, I think I'm a slow learner. I just got it now. Like I need to give myself um, more time like mm. I, um, to, to be myself. Like I can't just, I was too scripted last time and then I was really, I couldn't move and I couldn't, because then I get really anxious about, oh no, this is a 50 minute show that I've scripted. I can't stray. So now I'm just going to do. That's not gonna conducive have, to your style. No, but I, again, that's what I meant by. You need to I have, can write a certain way and perform a certain way, but then I wrote a show and I couldn't move. Yeah, I think you need to have uh, a beginning, an end, a middle, a couple of reference points along the way, and then just go for it. Exactly. Oh, it's taken me five years to to realize yeah, yeah. that, but I think that's good. Like you're not well, yeah, meant to get it straight away. It's a manic. It looks. I'm sure it's all sculpted and crafted and well thought out but it's just you sell it as manic it's mm. manic it's like what's this bitch gonna say next i love it yeah mm. that's great yeah as it's good so and you, i don't know i say that i'm like what's this bitch gonna say next yeah and that works for you mm. especially when you build them up you know because you get their energy up and if you can get that energy up and carry yeah. it then each laugh builds up like a domino effect and goes to the next laugh and then that leads to applause breaks and then you get, have you noticed that when they're really laughing at you, you just create these tags, you, you start opening oh, doors into other places absolutely. and you're like, I never would have thought of that at home on my whiteboard, but yep. here I am on stage and I'm crushing this bit and all of a sudden the words just came out of a tagline and then months mm. later that tag is now stronger than the fucking original joke oh. and you're like, wow, I love how the, the Absolutely. And I forget, I record stuff, but I don't always listen back. I'm with that person. And then when I force myself to listen back, because sometimes it's not always easy, I'm like, oh, oh, that's why I think video um, filming is a bit easier because it's somehow, I don't know, easier to watch maybe. Um, I, I'm i like, what the hell was that? That was hilarious. I don't remember saying that. Yeah. Like, yeah, you Because you're in the zone. You're, mm. you're away. Yeah. You're but in I'm, that special place. I'm more about the feeling and the vibe rather than like this joke kills because i don't mm. think my jokes kill i just think i'm so interesting <laughs> they're like what the fuck's going on like, i think i create that sort of vibe and i like to yeah like make people feel good like i'm not someone who makes people feel tense or something and then just being silly and then saying something serious and then like really taking them on a ride mm. Mm. but it's fun and just yeah getting those the certain people that come up to you and just say the nicest thing i'm like thank you and then trying to harness that because then it goes away. It's like, remember those people said you were the funniest person ever? Remember that when they said they loved you and they see heaps of comedy? Mm. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Got to keep going. Do you? The worst feeling in stand-up for me is not when I die, but when they genuinely just don't like me. When you're unlikable, mm. they're like, Ugh, just get off. I hate that feeling. And there's a comic, I forget his name, but he would try and familiarize himself with that feeling of intense hatred from a bad gig. Mm. So he'd stand at the door and shake people's hand as they left and make eye contact and say, thank you. Thanks for coming. Good. On. That's aggressive though. Yeah. It was someone That's a real famous. Ego. What was his name? He died recently. Norm. Norm MacDonald? Yes. What? Norm. Ne Norm. Oh, well that, then for him, it's not aggressive. It's just kind of funny. Yeah. God, he, but he, he said is it, an he, interesting he would, dude. Very, yeah. He said he'd do that just to um, mm. familiarize himself with dying. And when he crushed, he would leave out the back door because he felt like it was um, too much stroking his ego. 
to stick around. Yeah, he was a strange dude, mm. like amazing. But yeah, also huge gambling problem. He like lost his fortune like five times or his house or some shit. Really? Like, yeah, he's got a really good, I think it was Marin or Conan. I think probably Marin. Do you think because we're stand-ups, we sort of get a buzz? We get our fix from stand-up and we don't need to do other things like gamble and do a whole lot of drugs or skydive or bungee jump or seek adrenaline in, in that sort of way. I mean, I'm very... Stand-up is like, it really taxes me afterwards. I, I feel anxiety beforehand and then after... Even now, after like... Yeah, yeah, so 20 years. years. Yeah. Afterwards, I feel this enormous relief. Like I've jumped out of a plane and the chute's opened. I've pulled it off. Yeah. They've laughed. It's a great feeling. Then I just sleep like a baby because all this adrenaline. Um, and people mm. at my work are organizing skydiving and, <laughs> and go-karting and like dream world to go on rides to feel a buzz. And I'm like, yeah. I kind of ask him, what did you do last night? Well, nothing. Just went home, watched Married at First Sight and had a couple of beers and went to bed. And I'm like, that's why you need to sit on a fucking roller coaster and get your ass dragged through at 100Ks an hour so you could feel some sort of fucking rush. No, absolutely. Whereas we get a rush every night. We're like, oh, fuck. I've got to take a shit before a gig and they're not going (laughs) to like this bit. And, oh, man, my guts, they're killing me. I don't get, I'm, I'm, yeah, a bit better than I used to be with, I'm obviously not opposed to it. I mean, I'm not uh, immune to it, but like, yeah, I'm a bit better that I'm more confident. But yeah, sometimes I'll get um, a lot. But yeah, I definitely used to party heaps, but sort of just grew out of it. But I think maybe because of the crowds I used to hang out with, though, and used to smoke a lot as well. Love smoking. If you're smoking, well done. Keep doing it. Um, but now I'm going to try and be healthy or whatever. Um, and th- but remember the, the gigs used to be about the hang? So it was really a community. Some people mm. were only about the hang, which wasn't good. But it was like you do one gig, maybe two gigs, but then you just go to a place and you just sit down with your mates and talk about it, have a drink, have a smoke, whatever. Maybe someone's probably got a bag, whatever. And now that doesn't, I think, do you think that happens a lot less? I feel it does. Because everyone's trying to be famous. Everyone's running around doing seven gigs. Yes. There, there was mm. a culture in, uh, well, because you know how I did stand up in London for 10 years. I did not. Yeah, so I did stand up in London for 10 years and there was a, a, a older pool of comics that were doing the comedy store and they would curiously, they would tell me um, in the early 2000s, there was a, they called it a Bolivian snowstorm that swept <laughs> across the circuit of London and yeah. the UK and it was fucking rock and roll. Comedians, so cheap. Comedians were the new rock and roll stars. Yes. And they were just, and they were, and that era of comics now looks down on the other comics and they're like, now they're showing up to green rooms with notes and water bottles. Yes. And yeah, the party's gone. It's, it's a technique that is, mm. yeah, there's a lot of Seinfeld-esque approach to comics out on the circuit yeah, going. B- business. Technical. Yeah. I need to get this bit right. Yeah, but not even that, but it's almost just like they're not. Some people, it's funny because they're usually successful ones. I feel like a lot of them don't actually like comedy. They know that it, now you can make money and you can get a radio job or whatever the fuck. And so they're just like, I'm using this as a you know mm. means to an end where I'm like, I just love doing the work. Or they get frustrated because they, they really yeah want to get famous and money and stuff. Mm. Like 
empowered and they do so good on them i don't know i've got no criticism for that but it's it's interesting to observe when yeah comedians used to just be dorks and like clowns and you know silly idiots and now they yeah the rock starry thing mm. and like the whole like yeah fuck you everyone this is my joke so i'm like all right so to go back to my question, do you think you get, is that enough of a buzz for you now? Like when you do a gig, are you like, that's enough adrenaline exiting my system. I don't need to do anything else to get a rush. Like, Yeah, but now I don't. Yeah, and I don't drink. I would, usually I'd rarely drink before a gig because I don't like how it would make me feel. I wasn't sharp enough. Yes. And I, and I was just too, I was loose but in a bad way. Like I just didn't give a fuck rather than like try yeah. and like do my a good good work. Um. But I'd usually have a drink afterwards. But even now, I'm like, oh, I don't really feel like drinking. But that also comes from, like, is alcohol, it's, it's, it's inflammatory and fucking hell, like, all my health stuff. But, yeah, I don't feel the need to, like, I like exercising, but that's not really adrenaline, but that's still good. Mm. Um, it's endorphins. Endorphins, yeah. Um, yeah, nah. But how many people come up to you and, like, oh, you're so amazing and so brave. Like, just the fact you got up there on stage. Yeah, people amazing. say that. They're just yeah. like, yeah. And I'm like, what about everything I said, though? They yeah. don't even care. They're just like, holy shit. How'd you do that? Yeah. yeah. How the fuck do you do that? Mm. Yeah, some people, yeah, because, uh, well, yeah, they just can't ever imagine themselves talking like that. Yes, but they're projecting. what they don't realize is if I have to give a talk at my day job. What um, is your day job? Uh, I work part-time pouring beers at a pokies joint. I used to I used to have my gaming license. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so I worked there part-time. If I had That's to cool. give a speech about work, I would get nervous. Yeah. Or if I had to give a talk as a best man for a wedding, I get nervous as fuck because mm. I'm not like it's me. I don't know, I just feel like oh shit, I've got to sort of you know, it's this is a, the stagecraft and I can do it, but yeah. Talking as myself or talking about my work, it's a lot more difficult. I think it's yeah completely different as well, and I, and I get I could I can um yeah happily be on stage and talk to a crowd, but then if I'm off stage and it's just a few people, oh, that's when it makes me really nervous. I don't mm. like that. I don't like the attention. Like the idea of my, <laughs> I wrote one of my notes that I looked back on on my phone, like an, another scribble, and it just kept going. It just said, "I'm terrified of my wedding. I'm single. I'm not getting married, maybe ever. It doesn't really bother me either. But I'm I don't want to." Because I don't want the attention. Mm. But when I'm on stage, I want the attention. Mm. It's like when people go, oh, you're on stage, you're so brave. I'm like, no, that's the only thing that makes sense to me is being on stage. It's strange, isn't it? It's the only thing that makes sense. I don't want to say it's the only place I'm happy, but it's, yeah, it's I the love only it. For me, it's the only true true place where I'm in the present. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember when my dad had a stroke, I found out 10 minutes before I jumped on stage and I was able to be in the present at the gig and dismiss it, you know, which was uh, an amazing was it, You didn't talk about it or you did? I didn't. I just yeah. did my set because I was in Austria mm. backstage and I found out. Holy shit. And, um, yeah, it was a nice moment in terms of that my agent said to me, you realize you're a professional because you can, that's what a pro is. Like I didn't crush, but I did yeah. my job. You do, No, but it's almost like, because you would have had a really tight set anyway. Like, yeah. It wasn't an open mic. So you, you just would have get just it like, out. Yeah. yeah. I can do that, but then sometimes, which is obviously that is a good skill, but I remember when I was just, when you're bored of a bit and you, you're you actually on um, autopilot, autopilot and you're like, oh, 
I'm, I'm not feeling the connection to this. Yeah. I don't I don't get how people can do the same show over and over and yeah. over and over in the same set for years. You strike me as someone who really don't, you can't because you rely on your energy as a driving force. I get bored so easily. And when and you I, get bored, you've got, you haven't got that energy. I think and then I just want to connect. The bit's gone. Yeah. I want to connect. And this, no, yeah. I'm so, fe- I have so many fucking feelings. Um, <laughs> And I, I want to connect with it. I want to, I ha, it has the truth. You have to play the truth of the scene. Play the and truth. I don't, play the truth, baby. Um, but I, I hate that I said that. Um, things come out of you. I'm like, oh, that's not mine. That's like some open micers bit. What is that? Yeah. Um, not that I'm not some open micers. That's but, all right. Anyway, Sometimes they say but, when you're ready and I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. Locked and loaded. I'm like, I didn't say that. Yeah. I don't like guns. Oh, Why did yeah. I say locked and loaded? <laughs> oh no. It's my dick. Oh no. <laughs> I've said it wrong. Um, no, nah, I've absolutely lost my place here. What have I said? Um, uh, be present. Yeah, be present, and then uh, your no. energy, your energy goes if you're oh, not I invested just, in a bit anymore because yeah. you're bored of it. Because that's what my um my comedy uh yeah Melbourne International Comedy Festival shows used to be. It was always what I was thinking and feeling and going through that year. Yeah, I'd write about it, move on. So it's like it's you know it's a bit of a cathartic sort of thing. Sure, I, that's what I like. But also, I have no problem with people just, you know, doing jokes about whatever. There's nothing you can and can't. But that's just what I like. And people were connecting with what I was saying, which I like. And that's a comedy I like as well. What about Seinfeld's approach where he says you should have a pool of jokes, a bank that you've been doing for 10, 20 years, collecting them that you constantly do every now and then because you can bring that into big gigs or corporate gigs and just go bang. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Seinfeld's definitely not my favorite comedian. No, I totally respect him and love him, but he's, yeah, too, like clin- his, he's too clinical for me. I like his offstage philosophy. Me too. On stage, absolutely. I don't really like it. On stage, I'm no. more Chappelle, um, Silverman, just loose, like. Yeah, yeah. You know. Or Garofalo. Yeah. You, I went back and listened to her, and that, that makes me feel good, because I used to think, oh, I need to be more polished. I'm like, I'm not a polished person. Like, I don't mm. know anyone's listening to this. They're just like, this makes no sense. Yeah. But that's just. You have to like embracing the dysfunctions rather than trying to. That's be a massive, massive difference that made my stand up grow when I realized, um, yeah, I'm gonna sound stupid sometimes, but it's who I am. It's just part of the process of me spitting stuff out. I'm not so clinical as Seinfeld in, in my execution of every word here and there. So yeah. you got to loosen the reins a bit on stage. No, exactly. You know? And you know, sometimes it's almost just like it. You, if this is a, a craft, stand-up, that you can absolutely learn. Mm. A lot of, as I was saying before, people are like, oh, I'm not really funny, but they just learn the craft and they're pausing at the right place and they're saying things that are mm. amusing. And the audience is like, oh, we, are no, we know by that that we have to laugh now. And they're just doing it. They're like, mm. it's, it's, you know, they're doing the thing and it's working, but there's no soul to it for me. Yeah. But, I mean, they're doing it. And people, they have a following. So you can't say they're not funny. It's like, well, people are laughing at them. You just don't find them funny. And that's okay. Totally. Because they're not stealing your fucking audience. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I've got to wrap this up. Yeah, fuck. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, sorry. Um, plug your show. Oh, yeah. I'm doing a show called Red Hot. Uh, Red Hot. Um, it's a trades hall. Uh, the 11th to the 24th of April. No Wednesdays. Um, and, uh, it's at 9.15, which is a good time for me, I think. Okay. Not late, late and loose, but not too loose so you get drunk people coming into the audience. You're like, oh, fuck. 
Um, but I'm excited about it. It's, yeah, it's going to be me being me. 